In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 weight loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to Awaken180WeightLoss.com. Hello, and welcome to Between the Lines. On this show, you will hear about and from lesser-known Canadian authors and writers who, for whatever reason, have remained under the radar of traditional publishers and publishing houses. If it has something to do with writing or the writing process, you are going to hear a discussion about it here. I'm your host, Randy Lacey, and I encourage you to grab your bevy of choice, get comfy, and get ready to go between the lines. People come into writing in several different ways. For some, it was the teacher at school handing out a writing assignment. For others, it may have been by reading and wondering if they might be able to write. Every writer has started their writing journey on a different path. Each writer's journey will be different, yet similar. But one thing all writers have in common is a different destination. On this episode, I will be speaking with Cindy Bailey. Hello, Cindy, and welcome to Between the Lines. Hi, Randy. It's uh, it's good to be chatting with you. Well, you say that now, but by Thank the time you. we're done. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. You're most welcome. Now, rather than have me talk a few minutes about your hobbies, your marriage, children, etc., I'm sure the listeners would rather enjoy hearing it from your mouth and your words. So with that said, I'm going to yield the microphone to you. Thanks, Randy. Uh, well, it, as I said before, it's great to be here with you and chatting uh, in person. I grew up in the West End of, of Toronto, and I now have lived in almost every corner of, of the city, maybe not always on purpose. So I've lived in the city, I've lived in the woods on 28 acres, and I now live in a small town. So I've lived uh, city, rural, and urban I was uh, I was with my husband for 23 years. We lived in a home he built on 28 acres in the woods in Muskoka. He passed in 2012 from pancreatic cancer when our daughter was 14. Our daughter is now completing her interior design studies. I'm so proud of her. Mm. She's worked and studied along the way. My mother passed last year at 97, and she had dementia for a number of years. I was fortunate to get her into a care home just just a bit before my husband was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and passed. Over the years, I've taken part in some writing workshops and uh, writing interest courses. I've written short pieces, but I never wrote a book until recently. I've uh, I found um, kind of a permission to stay home. 
And that's when I really, really buckled down and started writing. I took a course online and, and it uh, also had a workshop aspect and a Facebook group and uh, being an accountability partner. And I enjoyed that. And I really buckled down and scheduled my time uh, over this last, uh, I guess, last year. It had a, the, the course had a mindful bent, so I didn't feel I could take a, a dry, you know, course from college or university. I just thought that would open up my, uh, my creative flow better, you know, to ease me and com- make me comfortable. So uh, I just felt that I needed to be inspired and present, mindful and open for the writing to come. My daughter is highly supportive of my writing and thinks there are people who would find it helpful reading my story. I have other interests. I really enjoy walking a lot. Now, that sounds a bit boring, (laughs) but it's so great if you're trying to um, get an idea. That's where you can get some inspiration or work through an issue in your writing. Just take your mind off everything. You'll come back with a solution, you know, free your mind. Mm -hmm. It's so good for your mind and your body, let's face it. I uh, I did stand-up routine. I wrote, uh, I guess I plotted out my stand-up routine. <laughs> I got some good laughs from the, from the audience, and, uh, and they seemed interested and came up and complimented me. Uh, I kind of think they might have been complimenting, you know, thank you for leaving the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it, it went well, and I, uh, I do get good re- rave reviews, Randy, uh, during my karaoke career. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So anyways, um, that's about it for me. I, uh, I have favorite authors that I admire and uh, we can get into that. Yeah. That's, that's about me in a nutshell. <laughs> that's a rather big nutshell. So your stand up, what's the worst thing that people approach you with? Is it like, tell me a joke or make me laugh? No, no, they, um, I did my stand up and I went and I, I, years ago I was going to go and it was fairly new and they had just moved from the uh, community center on Church Street uh, to a Yorkville location and I phoned up and I said, I said, uh, can I, they had an amateur night and I almost went and did yuck yucks, but, (laughs) and I just did the one, the one show, (laughs) you know, Randy, I aced that. (laughs) So (laughs) that was my career, but they were laughing. And uh, one thing I said, which I won't say on here because the subject, you know, matter and, and one, you know, I could hear people go, Oh, that's really funny. But after my little act, which was supposed to be apparently three minutes or two minutes, <laughs> after about 12 minutes, I got off the stage <laughs> and it seemed to flow. It seemed to flow and they laughed conti- throughout, not continually. And it wasn't like laughing at me and, and they came up and complimented me after. So I was like, wow, you know, how, how much booze are they serving these people? Right. <laughs> so, Do they not know the yeah. limits? I guess. Before we get into any of the questions within question period, the one thing I'd like to address with you is what your definition is of being a writer as opposed to an author. (laughs) You know, gee, Randy, I, I really am not sure. And I had to look it up because, you know, I'm just developing my uh, my book and it's uh, I I thought boy if I go on this podcast with Randy and he asked me how can people find me and I'm I'm like find me no please <laughs> don't find me you know as, as some writers uh, will will be like and I looked up I thought will I make a page and am I a writer or am I an author so I I looked up the definition and I 
really, I mean, obviously they said an author is someone that's published. I, I think, and it sounds more distinguished apparently, but I, I think that writer, I feel like writer is a good one. I wouldn't mind being a, an author, you know, someone knows me that I'm an author. I think that uh, saying writer sounds more current and uh, like you're doing it. It's perpetual. An author that just sounds like you have published and that's a great thing. And, and that wouldn't we all like to be an author if we're a writer, but I, I think I'll use the word writer perhaps. That's, that's a fair assessment, but the one thing that both author and writer have in common is that they write. Yes. So there is no distinction. There is no difference. <laughs> so I just wanted to get that out of the way for your benefit. Thank you. I <laughs> I think that the definition I was seeing is maybe dated because now uh, writing is something that's not something that's uh, it's a very familiar we all can sit and write but people all couldn't sit and write years ago because maybe they didn't have any paper or pens or and they definitely didn't have a laptop you know so you know it wasn't accessible well even blog writers you know are they really published well they're on a blog site but is that it all comes down to definition, right? And I mean, the, the scope of definitions of writing and whew, across the spectrum. But anyway, first question, what is your philosophy about writer's block? So far, I haven't had writer's block because, you know, I kind of wonder if it's that the person is not motivated at that time or they need to, it needs to be forced. And, they, and maybe that's an honest thing for someone that's doing it in a professional sense that they have to get a column out at a certain time, that might be pressure. What I think is then write something else, you know, just, just pick something else to write, you know, write about the pen you're holding or your glass of water, just keep writing. And I think, I think that the more you get your ideas out, even jotting them down on paper can keep those ideas flowing, you know, get it out of your head and onto paper. And, and so I'm uh, I'm suspicious about writer's block. <laughs> and and um, so I'm not really sure. I mean, it's highly valid to the person that's having it. I just haven't had it yet because I, I feel like, um, I feel like, you know, just write something, just start writing. And what I do is I try to set myself up for my writing. I say, you know, tomorrow at X o'clock, whatever it is in the afternoon or the morning, I can switch it up. I'm going to sit and I'm going to write. No, I don't put a lot of pressure on myself. I do it until I don't feel like doing it or if I have to go somewhere else. I kind of think that you need to take a break to uh, prevent writer's block, go for a walk, do something that interests you. I also think that, um, you know, if you remove yourself totally from it, then some other and relax, get quiet, some other ideas can come. So I just think if you're if you're writing and you're struggling, just get away from your writing, you know, as if as if the same idea as when we write, if we're going to write a poison pen letter, <laughs> we're going to put that thing away. We're going to put that sucker in the drawer for a few days, a week, two weeks. So we're going to bring it out and edit it. So the same thing in writing. Maybe you're not mentally blocked. Maybe you're not having writer's block because part of the writing process to me is the whole thought process that we're having all the time where we're kind of in the back of our head thinking, what am I going to do about that? How do I get this guy kidnapped on paper? Like, what do I do about that? Yep. You know, so, uh, you know, in the strangest moments, an idea will come to you. It, it could be a new idea or a solution or, or something that maybe didn't occur to you or a great idea. 
And of course, I either want to run and write it out at the time, uh, or if I'm not able to, I'm going to jot down any little thing and, and uh, then pull that little slip of paper out and kind of uh, develop that idea or that thought, you know, but I want to get it on paper so I can remember it. It would seem that the consensus through all the people that I've interviewed so far, the consensus has been um, if you get to a point where you're stuck in your writing, step away, but continue to do something creative. As long as you remain within that creative flow, it'll work itself out. Remain creative, I think, is has been the overarching theme throughout this question with everybody that I've asked, is just to remain creative. Would you agree? Maybe um, maybe writer's block means at the moment you, you actually are finished. You just don't have any more to say. Mm-hmm. And and then uh, something will come to you if you just don't panic, right? So I think uh, I don't want to know about writer's block. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I I hope I never have writer's block. Well, I I agree with you. Yeah. All right. Next question then. Where do you find your inspiration to write? So far, just about anywhere. You know, you're out and about, and some little thing can happen. You know, maybe you go to the you know store to buy a bottle of wine or something, and you have a little pleasant exchange. Or maybe I go for a coffee, and and an idea will come to me, or a memory, or uh, you know, or or just an object. You know, anywhere, any any time. I I don't really have a good formula for that. I think I think you know, getting quiet and having some. I'm going to say the word mindful again. I just think the more the more you can relax yourself and uh, feel rested, the better you can you can work. And I think that you can get ideas from from anywhere. I mean, I if I'm on my walk, for instance, I might see a cloud or a tree. Uh, I might see a dog that that brings a story to me and you know I find I I make a little story up around some little thing I'm out and about and I and I'm like oh I gotta write that down that's a good idea and and it might not be a good idea (laughs) once you start writing it yeah Um, but I think if you um, if you just start to don't force yourself to see stuff. Stuff will just come to you, you know. Just trust in the process of of inspiration. You know, we don't have to look for inspiration. It finds us. You, and as I'll show you later in, in with the book I'm writing, inspiration just came. I didn't ask for it. I was surprised uh, totally, you know. So do you think inspiration is something that you can hone like you hone your writing skill? I think that's a good point, Randy. I don't know. I think the more uh, inspiration and creative moments you experience and continue to do regularly, the more comes. You know, I I think the same with art. art. You know, if you're doing a paint, you're continually painting or drawing, you'll get more ideas for more creative, you know. Mm -hmm. I think it's if if you're not open to it maybe it doesn't come maybe maybe some inspiration and ideas maybe they're just floating around in the ether and and we pick them up you know maybe they're there for everyone i don't i don't know the answer i'm gonna go somewhere someday and find out randy (laughs) (laughs) well when you find out communicate it to the rest of us no that's a that's a good good answers there uh is there a certain time of day where you find yourself uh, more productive and if so, why do you suppose that is? At first, when I thought of that question, I thought of one answer, and I'm going to give you that answer. 
And then now I think there's, it's twofold. So number one, my best time of day is uh, right after I get up and I've eaten my breakfast and I, and I don't have to shower and everything. I just, uh, and I've told myself the night before or, or that week, I'm going to get up and I'm going to write. So, so because I'm quiet and it's quiet and it might even still be dark, you know, and everybody's quiet, everybody's asleep. I like to write early in the morning. Now, but when we look at productivity, then I think I do some of my best productivity as far as thinking and getting ideas away from my writing. And that would be later in the day. And so I'm, I'm asking people to not discount that part of the process. We can't just sit down and start getting a bunch of ideas where we're away from our writing mm. and that um, and that we're doing some other activity. And I don't even think it has to be a creative activity. I think it could be uh, walking or playing a sport or shopping or going for a coffee, uh, being with people, keeping ourselves active. And all of a sudden, a little spark of an idea will come and it'll come out of the blue often. You know, I mean, it'll surprise you. It'll be like, wow, where'd that come from? Or, oh, I like that idea and jot it down. So I think that's productivity. Uh, so for me, that's my twofold answer is I like writing early in the morning before I can get any other thoughts and I've seen the internet. And then productivity also includes all the rest of our day and evening and, uh, and uh, thinking about what we're writing at a moment or getting an idea. So that's all productivity. I Even think, uh... putting the writing away for, I put my writing away for three months. I don't care. Because I know there's some things I'm ready to go back and, and move around or work through now or add to, you know, build. I think a big misnomer or a misunderstanding, perhaps, with regards to writing is that it's thought of as writing is the actual process of sitting down and writing at length. And sometimes it's just you need that little snippet. And you write it down. And that's equally as important as the big piece you write, because that little piece might bring those big pieces together. Does that make you know, sense? Think, oh, totally, Randy. So true. Exactly, exactly um, what I'm saying. And, you know, if we think, <laughs> if we think of war and peace, and I tell you, I tried to read that once. <laughs> and if we, if we think of war and peace, do we really think that the guy sat down and wrote that in one sitting? Oh, come on. <laughs> No, probably not. <laughs> One sitting after another, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's uh, no, that's that's a good point. What's your preferred writing tool? For example, PC and software versus pen and paper versus typewriter, and why? Well, I miss his laptop because you can just take whole sections and highlight them and move them around. You can edit easily. You can save it. Uh, you know it's there but if an idea comes then and sometimes I just sit with my notebook I'll take my notebook with me often and and honestly the times I don't I wish I would have so maybe I need a tablet you know maybe that's what I need uh, go on the go so mostly laptop and then um, then I like a notebook um, and any little piece of paper when an idea comes you know so I, I would say have notebooks I have a lot of notebooks because I want to keep the one book separate from this book, you know, and notes and and stuff. Yeah. So like a writing journal, you mean, or I, I not a journaling, to... you know, like your diary, but. <laughs> well, that would be really scary or, or sad. <laughs> <laughs> My system so far is that I have a big fat notebook 
and any any little things to do with writing it's in there and my I keep it like a writing log it's very short it's just like the date and the time frame that I wrote how many words did I write and then my total and I might just add a little note I reworked this section or something but it's mostly just keeping track of uh, my writing when I did it and uh, and then anything to do in that in that book and I like that and I think I'm going to need a bigger notebook for the next time. <laughs> so it's a physical notebook. Right, yeah, not a laptop notebook. It's an actual lined uh, coil notebook. I like that. And then I keep all my little notes in there. And once, and I, when I'm writing, I, I take all my little notes, uh, little bits and snippets of paper and napkins and, you know, serviettes, and I put, I type it at the bottom of my of my manuscript not in the body and I start to move it inside and delete it and then I throw I can throw those pieces of paper out when I put them in there so I'm constantly filing those notes somewhere make and I'm like just thinking oh did I put that in there you know did I if I already got that in there I don't want to duplicate it you know and and that's my process and then moving that up into the body so got a lot of a lot of junk and definitions and stuff down down uh, at the bottom of my uh, writing. And uh, I'm always looking on the dictionary. I'll get a word and I'll ma- look at it in the dictionary to make sure that's exactly the word that fits, you know? Right, right. Next question, number five. Uh, which type of writer are you? Are you a, a, a plotter? Someone who plans out their novel before they write it? Are you a pantser? Uh, someone who flies by the seat of their pants, uh, meaning there is no plan, and or C, uh, a planter, which is someone who is a little of both plotter and uh, pantser. Well, there is a there is a chance, a slight chance at this point that I could turn out to be a combo, like a planter. So far, I'm a pantser because I had two, I have a few ideas for books, but because I had two ideas, the one, uh, the one I never knew I had, I just started writing it. And, um, I thought I was going to sit down and write a different book. So, so after a lot of thousands of words in the book, just free writing, but also editing as I went, I, I thought for the purpose of the exercise, I'm going to now with my other book, it's a totally different type of book. I'm going to plot that out and make an outline. And, and I'm going to try and develop the characters. I'm going to do the outline. Because I thought it was important that I knew how. Because obviously we have to know that our book or our manuscript, our story is going somewhere. Mm-hmm. And how is it going to turn out? So I I feel very, you know, inherent that I'm I'm just a pantser uh, which is funny to me because who wants to be a pantser uh, but you know what it works for it works for steve <laughs> for stephen king uh and you know, i wasn't trying to be a pantser i didn't know and so randy i don't know <laughs> but it looks like i'm a pantser i i don't want to be you know because i i like the idea that you're you're so great you know where your story's going and everything and you know but you can always be a, a plotter uh, I after the fact, you know, I'm I'm a pantser, and maybe I'm going to have to make my book work into a into an outline, and and it sort of is. I liked the idea, and I feel very good and, and comfortable with the idea of the book taking me 
on a journey, mm-hmm. on a journey, a surprise journey, you know, not a horror story, <laughs> a, a surprise journey of, of how to get there, you know, and, and where are we going? And, uh, and I'm, I'm just so fascinated so far with the one I'm on right now. So, so fascinated and, and uh, grateful. When I think that I'm sort of grateful, I'm a pantser so far. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. that's, that's good. Two questions just arose from hearing your, your response. Uh, one, I want to go back to your the question about, you said you prefer PC and is there a specific software that you use like Trellby or, or any of these other writing programs? No, no, not so far. And my reasoning is, you know, I've used a lot of software over my years, you know, just in jobs and work. And I had to self-teach myself everything. And now, so the partly what I use is just a word processing, any word processing, because I don't want, um, I don't want anything interrupting me or changing my mindset or the road, the road I'm on. I, it's almost, um, no, I don't think I, I don't think I like it. I haven't even explored any of those software packages um, I, I make sure that my spelling and my editing, you know, I'm not an editor. Let's say that I don't want to put editors down. I know that they have a bigger job than uh, the writers realize. Try it with but, these um, eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am. Um, that's for sure. Yeah. So, but, you know, Randy, lots of people, you know, from an editor's perspective, they would think we all see equally the same as that as writers. We, we don't know how to right for the audience perhaps uh, there's so much to it you know are you building your character no so so far i'm i'm okay so i think some of those software pro, uh things sound really great and i should probably explore it but so far i'm i'm not wanting to go that route i i want although unless it helps the unless it helps the format unless it's something maybe that's going to be something you know it maybe it prompts you that way I, I don't like the idea. I, I think I want it to be authentically my voice okay. and what's coming out naturally. So with your response to that go back question, come back a little bit forward now with regards to being a planter. Have you heard of a program called the Snowflake Method? Boy, I don't think I have, although it sounds vaguely familiar. I don't think so. The okay, Snowflake, so you, I'm writing it down. You <laughs> might want to write that down and YouTube it. Okay. It's actually a very good program to help you plot, but it's also very good to help you, you know, be a, a pantser. Great. So uh, I've been using it for, for a few years and I mean, it's, it's, it's a really neat program, but anyway, uh, enough about me. Question number okay. six, when you write, do you prefer silence or do you have something playing in the background? If so, what is it? I like silence or maybe my sound machine, which I haven't used for writing yet, you know, could have a very soft uh, sound to it. I don't like to listen to any music. I like silence. I, I like looking out my window. It's okay if the birds are out there. That's great. I will take a break and then I'll listen to a, a podcast or or watch something, you know, have a little break. I'm I'm pretty good with just silence. Really? So there, there are a lot of people who, uh, who listen to music and some who prefer silence. And I think, uh, so far throughout the, uh, the episodes of this podcast, it's been a, 
mostly silence and and that blows me away because i there there may be times when i will um have music playing uh, has it hasn't happened yet maybe when i get to a different section you know maybe once i get to a certain place maybe maybe we'll see so far i'm just missing silence <laughs> that's that's everybody has their own peculiar particular way We'll move on to the next question then. Is there anything about your writing journey so far that you wish you had done differently? Well, you know, we can't really go back and change anything, but I guess I see the value in that I should have been writing all the time, uh, regularly, longer, and letting people people read it. Um, I'm certainly, I've rounded up some people, you know, that are interested in reading my stuff, and I'm asking them just read it. Like it's a story, you know, uh, don't read it as if it's connected to me, just read it. So I, I think uh, having written sooner, longer, you know, always, uh, I, I don't know why I didn't write for a number of years. Mm-hmm. So typically there's seven questions that I will pose to every guest on the show. Uh, what they don't know is there an eighth, there is an eighth question that they don't know about. <laughs> And this is now time for that eighth question. And so for you, with regards to you, I'm going to ask you, has social media helped you grow as a writer? I, I have to say yes, because, um, you know, I've taken uh, certainly not just in regular posts and comments <laughs> that people are making in general on, on social media. Then there was a writer, the private writer's uh, page to go with that. Mm-hmm. Also, um, I, I do pay attention to um, the prompts that you put out mm-hmm. and other uh, other groups. I'm going to join um, better, you know, I'm going to join some author groups in my own area. And I think I've, I've listened to um, some of the publishers, the traditional publishers have had evenings or talks with authors uh, presenting their book. And I've really enjoyed those. So, yes, I think this is the greatest opportunity because I also have listened to real famous authors who are on Facebook regularly. You know, John Grisham and uh, Linwood Barclay, they are very open to giving you insights. You know, you ask them a question and they can answer it. They are very open with their with their time. Uh, which is really a gift. Mm-hmm. And we're very fortunate. They're, they're real people and, and we're able to read their books and there they are. You know, so, so I think, yes, I think it's helped me develop as, as a writer. And, uh, to be honest, there's a lot of people that might grow up with, uh, a home life where they, they don't have options presented for things to do in, in their older, uh, you know, in adulthood or, and they don't know, you know, they don't know that uh, an author is even a thing. You know, and they might find out, well, it's just real people writing. I want to do that. I, I feel like um, that's me, you know. So I think it's been great. Yes, I think it's been great developing uh, to develop a, a person as an author or writer for themselves or to publish. Yeah. I think one of the, the hidden blessings of social media is, especially for writers or, or creatives, is that the social media, the social networking that can come as a result of it, because you're essentially putting yourself out there for potentially thousands of people to see and get to know. So when you start contributing more and people see it more, you're allowing yourself to uh, become seen. 
and therefore giving yourself an opportunity to be successful. And and I think, too, when I look at the famous authors um, who don't have to be on there, you know, my favorite author, right, doesn't have to be on there. And it says to me, this person, they're not writing their next book to get more famous. They're writing it because they, they're interested in what they want to say. And they, yeah. they have something they want to say, and they're going to write it. And, and that's a very down-to-earth concept for us all just to be real people. You know, so I like that. So you keep talking about a book. So um, we've never established what genre or what style you write in. Well, I'm discovering what genre, you know, and style I write in and what voice I use. And I think I can, uh, I have, uh, I do think I can use a different voice depending on the genre or style. The book I thought that I was going to sit and write uh, that's been inside me for many years, at least 10 years, is is a, a cottage read, an easy, humorous, uh, fun-filled cottage read of your uh, of your nasty cottage neighbor <laughs> but that's not the book unfortunately <laughs> that I sat down and wrote I wrote the outline for that now and and I will write that I'm kind of writing them both at the same time but the one that really took over and surprised me is, and I've written 38,000 words now is a book that um, goes back to my I guess it goes starts back in my childhood and kind of goes full circle. Did you want me just to talk about that now, Randy? Sure, if you'd like to. This is this is about you. Thanks. Okay, so now as I, I mentioned, I'm uh, I'm currently thirty eight thousand words into a book, and I need to you know fill it in more, fill out the character development better, and and you know give them a bit of a voice. I had no idea, <laughs> you know, it was news to me that I was going to write that. And uh, and so uh, I've got a note here and I'm going to look at it for a second. So what it, the book I began writing was about the resilience of a child living with trauma, unacknowledged grief and coming to terms with long lasting effects of childhood trauma. And uh, in my book, I show a child's daily struggles growing up in a chaotic home and beginning a new life in a small town. Through the story, we learn to be grateful for the love we receive, to see the love, you know, to be able to see the love that we have had. So we know and understand that we have had love in our life and that we still do. Uh, Through the story, we learn to be grateful for the love we receive and to see the love. I repeated myself there. To find advocates and the survival of spirit over trauma. Events that were stored away to me, all of a sudden they came back. I had no idea. Later in life, facing a life-changing event, it became clear when I looked back, not only did I have a guardian angel, but my life had gone full circle. And even at the time, you know, when you're somewhere, you know, Randy, and you're you're having kind of a deja vu, it's almost a deja vu feeling, you don't, you don't really put your finger on it sometimes. And that's what it was like for me until I looked back a few years later at that moment, which was clear in my brain. I didn't realize I'd gone full circle. And until I wrote into the book many thousand words, I didn't realize why. And so uh, in the book, I explain what, what happened there. And it turned out it returned to a, a pivotal place in my childhood. And the book is, um, it's got inspirational lessons for the reader. And I was, um, I was just blown away by one thing I wrote. And I'm like, who said that? <laughs> and, and so I, you know, I'm, I was, uh, 
unbelievable. I'd phone my daughter up and be excited and say, wow, I just can't believe what I just wrote. <laughs> um, you know, we're probably, probably all writers feel that way. Oh my goodness, I just wrote, you know, three pages. <laughs> you know, we're, we're happy about that. You know, the book, a little background is that my dad, he was shell-shocked. He returned from WW2, World War II, early after enlisting too young. He, he only went away for a few months, but I was told that he was completely changed. He had addictions and other serious health issues, and that created a very chaotic family life. And at one point, uh, unbeknownst to myself, we were taken to a small town, and, and that's where I am now, in that same small town. Uh, but anyways, we started school, and I had no idea that, uh, you know, we were transported. Nobody told me. I didn't understand. I thought we were just visiting visiting my aunt as normal, uh, as we normally did. So as I formed the, anyways, I did form an outline, as I said, for that other book, The Cottage-type uh, read. It surprised me about the ending on that one, too, when I did the outline. So this one that I've actually been writing um, I like the way it's carrying me and it's developing itself with ideas. And uh, I really think there's a lot of value in not stressing totally about the direction. The direction, like uh, like characters, it will find you. And, you know, it's, it's no issue. Just keep writing and uh, you move it around. So what, you know? Anyways, and I, I stressed over how I would tell the story. Would I write it from my point of view, third person? You know, I just started writing it out. And, and that's my recommendation. You know, just write. <laughs> Do something, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I'd, um, I'd like my writing to touch people. My daughter says that she um, really feels that it can help people, the book I'm writing. And, um, you know, it. Um, I thought of having a pen, a pen name, <laughs> you know, to be undercover, but whatever, whatever. So my, you know, my goal, I, my comfort level is, is a traditional publisher, but maybe that's not their comfort level. <laughs> you know, they're <laughs> focusing on their little stable of writers. The reason I feel like that is because I want, I want this to reach people. It's got, um, it's got PTSD, which is shell shock. It's got childhood PTSD. It's got addiction. It's got grief, you know, I, I lost a little friend. It's got unacknowledged grief. It's got a lot of stuff in it. And I think it's 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 important for a, a lot of people that it can resonate with to, to it would help them, I think. And, uh, you know, I haven't finished it just yet, but it's uh, it's almost 40,000 words in. <laughs> it, it'll finish itself, but you don't have books. Have you published any stories or that we can find? No, articles no, I didn't I've uh, I wrote some stories I took night school classes and wrote stories I wrote some on my uh, very short and I couldn't even call them a short story little pieces you know for me I thought I thought some of them were profound and you know maybe I maybe they weren't <laughs> and I I'm wondering if I won't include uh, little snippets or little pieces of those that uh, that I've still got on hand as they fit into into a book as I not not a compilation, but you know, example in this book, there is a little short story I wrote that would suit uh, and shows insight into why I wrote that story. Once we read the book that I've, I'm writing, um, why I wrote that and had that perspective. And and you know, as a kid, I was um, there was four of us, uh, four kids. Um, I was I was taken out of the home a lot and uh, farmed out to neighbor, not neighbors, but uh, friends of the family 
where I was treated really well. This this part of the story is not the bad part. That's the good part. And that was a fortunate fortune for me because that's that's a, a godsend. And that was just something that I think that they were told they had to do, you know, take this kid out of there, you know. So um, I didn't really put all the all the stuff together until I until I started writing. And uh, maybe maybe uh, my recommendation to people is is to write because you don't know what you're going to figure out. And, and it's better just to get it out and write it. Absolutely. You don't have a website yet, and you just created an author page on Facebook. Is that correct? But it's not published yet. Yeah, uh, I've um, I started a, a Facebook page now. It's called uh, Cindy L. L is in Larry. Cindy L. Bailey writes. The reason I put the L in there is because um, you know people will be like, "Why don't you get the L out of there?" But <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you know, I see what more, you did there. Not, <laughs> if I'm not a good writer, they'll be. I wish you get the L out of there. But <laughs> but there is a there is a Cindy there is another Cindy Bailey or there might be a few. And, and so that's why I had to do that. And and I also thought, well, gee, if I'm going to be on this podcast and talking about uh, my book, and I, you know, right from the beginning, I I felt very um, more than comfortable. I just felt I knew that I was writing this book, and I was going to publish. It's a real book. And I knew I knew that I had to get a presence going and discussion and stuff. So knowing I was doing the podcast and you might say, you know, Cindy, where can they find you? <laughs> I was like, well, they can't find me at all. They can't find me anywhere. I'm I'm an invisible writer. But anyways, I, I made this page, this Facebook page, and I'll try to publish it shortly before anybody listening to the podcast forgets about me. And uh, and it'll be an interesting journey that we can all go on together and maybe I'll collect some people uh, interested and uh you know i i it's i think it's important for the people that are just developing as writers to understand that they're going to have to promote them their their book and they're going to have to talk about their work and that's a reality and social media is a big part of that and that that is partially why i put this podcast together uh i'm not looking to uh pad uh, established writers, you know, portfolios with anything. I'm looking to give the lesser known Canadian authors and writers an opportunity to have a spotlight. And so, I mean, you certainly fit into that as well as everybody else that I've interviewed. And uh, so I'm just grateful that people are responding to it. So for now, they can find you, well, in some writing groups on Facebook. Uh, your book, though, you do want to complete it. You do want to finish it. Do you have a a timeline that you'd like to see that done? I I really felt comfortable that I was going to be finishing it um, this fall that just happened. Mm -hmm. But after, you know, when the summer came, I put it away and rested it. I I would like to see it done this year. I would like to see it done. Uh, I'm at the point where I'm wanting, I have some, uh, some uh, I'll call them victims. <laughs> they seem to be willing participants. <laughs> at the, at the, I said, you know, about the book, and they, they said, oh, I'd like to read it. And so I do have five or six people that I've lined up that I'm ready for them to start reading it. I have a, a young woman, too, that she has taken writing, and she's, I, I'm not sure what type of publisher she's, how she's working with, and I mean, she's not, it's not, uh, I'm not with them or anything, and I may never be, 
but she she's someone that we know uh, in our world, and that uh, she would be interested in in reading it as a help, as a help. Uh, you know, it helps her with her skills, but it, it's very helpful and a good offer for me. You know, that would be why I'd have her her read it. And well, because of the subject matter, and uh, I I'm kind of. Uh, Still, I'm hope you know I'm happy to. Um, I'm from the city too, and I'm from the small town and city. I, I don't really want people connecting me in, say, a small environment with uh, with that story that I'm presenting. But to be honest, that is the story. That's what happened. You know, I look at it like that's a kid. That's what happened. So I'd rather them read the story for the value itself, not like uh, like um, you know, oh, that happened to her. You know. And so for for that part, I, that's a that's one of the reasons I was thinking of a pen name. So I'm thinking um, highly um, ready to get the book and get it out there when it's done. I I just think I have a little more reworking to do. You know, I took the I took where I had the beginning, and I really like that section. And I I thought no, I think that this has to be the beginning, and I moved it totally around. And you know, who knows how often that happens? And I watch authors and I'm wondering what they mean on our author groups about I'm they announce I'm finished my first draft. And so I don't know if they've just spit out 40,000 words or 50,000 words and never edited it or because for me, that's like 38,000 words of edited words. You know, I've gotten rid of here's 12 words I'll never need again. So that interests me. I, I don't know where I am in that part of the process, but I, I definitely have something there with what I've got. Yeah, there are certainly some different schools about that. Just write, 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 finish your first drop, and then edit. And some people are, no, I, I edit as I write. And so. I love that idea. I'm, I'm enamored and impressed that people, I want to be that person that just sits and writes, you know, any old words, or maybe they're not any old words, maybe they're stuff flows I feel my stuff flows but I just can't help myself to the degree that I wish I could <laughs> I I have an editing disease I just have to keep go, going back and editing it and I that's just me and I see that so I'm Mrs. Edit so you're saying you suffer from edititis yes <laughs> I suffer from edititis big time yeah big time and I don't feel so far, I don't have a fear or feel so far that, oh, no, oh, no, I edited that and I think I should have left it in. I wonder what it was. No, I, I think that it needed to go, what I got rid of. And there's another school because a lot of people, what they edit out, they put somewhere else for later. I like if it's got to go, it's going. But I, I not to say that I don't have my old versions. You know, I have my yeah. old versions. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I, I think that the version I have is, I, I don't, I'm not uh, grieving over those, uh, those parts that I took out. That feels good, you know, when you, if you can say it, and that's another thing I struggle with, like, if you can say it in 38,000, 40,000 words, why does it have to be 50,000, you know? But I do see some parts I need to fill in, like, uh, I started to, uh, better character development and uh, social, social, economic type things like so people could get a I could paint the better picture for them you mm-hmm. know about the times so the last thing I'm going to give to you here is do you have any advice for anybody listening about writing or anything in general pertaining to writing if you you can enjoy writing just because you like listening to other writers but if you have any part of you that thinks you're uh, you've got a writer in you 
well, then you do and just write it. And, you know, like, I think that this is an interesting uh, interview that we're doing because here I am and I haven't published yet, but I, I'm confident I will. And then I, you know, there's all parts of the journey. So just make a start, sit on a park bench and write something, you know, you know, there's all kinds of things to write. Uh, people write, they write wine bottle labels, they write, uh, you know, commercials, you know, they write all kinds of songs, uh, little little um, things they write, little blogs. You know, write what uh, feels good to you, what feels natural. Don't try to force uh, a, a voice that isn't yours. And write regularly, but take a break, you know. And, and in the course I took, they said, they said um, you know, write five days a week and then take two days off. Well, maybe your five days is going to be in a different uh, in a different order. But I like that. I like the taking yourself away from it for a couple days. Uh, But if something occurs to you, then write it. You know, there's no set formula. I would say just write and uh, and you'll get better and you'll feel confident in your writing. And uh, I would let it's like when you do a painting, you know, I learned to sketch later late in life and it helps the painting. But hang that sucker up. And so you know, don't just uh, hide your writing and give it to someone to read, you know, get it, get it read. Absolutely. Cindy, this has been a lot of fun. I know we've been talking back and forth off camera and, you know, messenger and stuff like that, but this has been fun. Uh, It's been fun getting to know you and uh, thank you for coming on and agreeing to do this interview with me. Well, I want to thank you too, Randy. I um I really enjoyed talking with you. It's nice to talk in person uh, anytime. I'm here, and uh, and thank you for the the interview. I I enjoyed it. You have been listening to Between the Lines. In future episodes, I will be speaking with other Canadian authors and writers. If you like what you heard, click the subscribe button to be notified of new episodes and content. Be sure to visit me at www.therandylacy.ca. Have a day. And remember, what kind is always up to you. Tune in, be inspired, and write on. In business, you rarely hear the expression, for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 Weight Loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to awaken180weightloss.com.